0: In general, if somebody makes a neder to forbid the benefit of a particular item, if later on he regrets making the neder, he can go to a Talmud Chachom, and as long as certain conditions are met, the Talmud Chachom is able to permit that vow for him, and the vow will no longer obligate him. The focus of the first half of this perek is Arba Nadarim Hetziru Chachomim. There are four types of Nadarim which the Chachomim permitted. And what that means is that the neder never even began. It's not that you need to go to the tam chacham. That applies to most other nedarim. But when it comes to these four specific types of nedarim, the neder doesn't even begin because it is clear from the situation and from each scenario, which we will see, that he doesn't actually intend to make a neder. And in that case, even if he says the words of a neder, if it is totally clear that he does not intend to make the neder, then the neder does not begin. What are those four nadarims? Firstly, nidir zirazen. That is a neder made in order to persuade somebody to do something. And the Mishnah will discuss this in more detail. Secondly, vnidre Havai, a neder which includes an exaggeration. Thirdly, vnidre Shigogais, a neder made by mistake. He didn't realise a particular fact at the time that he made the neder. And fourthly, vnidre oinsim, a neder which he made or he caused to be made valid as a result of something which happened out of his control. And again, we'll see what exactly each case means. So firstly, the is in. A nether which is made to persuade somebody to do something, Kate said, what would be the case? So if somebody was selling an item in the marketplace, and we'll call the seller Ruvain and the buyer Shimon, the Omar and Ruvain said to Shimon, you want to buy this item? I'm making a nether on something else. Let's say he says I'm making a nether against eating bread if I sell this to you for less than a seller. A seller is equivalent to four dinar. See, so saying that I'm making a nether to forbid me to do something if I end up selling this to you for less than four dinar. So if you want to buy it, you're only going to be able to buy it for four dinar. And then Shimon says to Ruvain, nom, I'm making a neder on something, she'eni have lachala shekel, then I'm not going to give you any more than one shekel. A shekel is equivalent to two dinar. So if I end up buying this for more than two dinar, then I am forbidding myself to benefit from a particular item. And then what happened in the continuation of the story is that Ruwein indeed sold it to Shimon for three dinar. So if we view both of and Dorim as being valid, then the condition of both of and nadarim was fulfilled. The seller, Ruvain, said that he wouldn't sell it for any less than four dinar, and he did, he sold it for three dinar. And the buyer, Shimon, he said that there would be a neder if he buys it for more than two dinar, and indeed he did. He bought it for three dinar. Nevertheless, the halacha is that none of the nederim are valid, and both of them would be permitted to benefit from whatever they made the neder against, because it is clear to everybody that Shinaim rates him is dinarim. They both want to sell it and buy it for three dinar. That's what goes on in the marketplace, you always say a higher price than you're actually going to sell it for, you say a lower price than you're going to buy it for, intending to reach a compromise and reaching the middle amount which is three dinar. So really all along the seller wanted to sell it for three dinar. In the marketplace somebody who wants to sell something for three dinar says that he's not going to sell it for any less than four and that way he's hoping to reach a compromise of three dinar. And so the mission says that since Shanaim rates of Veshaesha dinarim, it's clear that they both want to reach the amount of three dinar, so it's clear that they weren't actually intending to make a neder, they were just trying to urge the other person to buy it for three dinar. And therefore it's clear that their neder is not actually meant as a real neder, so it wouldn't be valid and they would still be permitted to benefit from whatever item they made a neder against. Rebilezim Yaakov Yaakov says, and listen carefully to how the Gemara explains when you read the next part, even somebody who wants to make a neder in order to persuade his friend to eat with him, that is also considered to be Nidre Zerazin. So if, so if Reuven is trying to convince Shimon to eat with him, let's say on a Shabbos meal, and says that if you don't eat with me, then I'm making a neder that you can't benefit from any of my property ever again. So again, it's clear that his main intention over here is just in order to convince the other person to come and eat with him. He doesn't actually want to forbid him to benefit from any of his property, and therefore even if the other person does not end up coming, he would still be able to benefit from his property, since it's clear that he's not intending to really make a an neder. And now the next part of the mission that explains the Gemara is a new part, not to do with the Jizir, In. a new halacha. If somebody wants to make a declaration that any nether he makes in the future should not be valid. He makes a statement now that whatever I say in the next year, let's say, I don't want it to be valid. So he's able to do that. he can say, any nether which I'm going to make in the future, let's say in the next year, should be invalid. So indeed that would work, and the nether would be invalid. As long as he remembers this declaration at the time that he is making the nether, and he indeed intends to rely on that previously made declaration. Mr. Bates, the second type of nether which is not valid already from the start is nidre havai, a nether which includes an exaggeration. So what would be an example? Omar, if somebody said, koinom l'ayor isi I'm making a kainom, a neder on a particular item, then it should be forbidden for me if I did not see on this path, On this road, the amount of people who left Mitzrayim. It was like there were 600,000 people who left Mitzrayim. I saw that amount of people here, and if I'm lying, then this item should be forbidden on me. Or if he says that this item should be forbidden for me, If I didn't see a snake, which looked like the very large beam, which is used in the olive press. There are different explanations of what exactly the comparison over here is. Some explain that this beam had a lot of strange spots on the beam, so this person is saying that he saw a snake which looked as strange as this beam. Be as it may, there's no such thing as a snake which literally looks like that beam, and therefore it's clear that he is exaggerating. And so even though it is impossible that he did actually see the snake, or he did actually see 600,000 people, it's not possible to see 600,000 people in one go. It's beyond his range of view. But we don't say that now the item which he said should be forbidden is forbidden, because it's clear that his main intention over here is to emphasise what he saw. If his intention was in order to forbid that item, so he should have just said, this item will be forbidden for me under a nether. The fact that he included all of this exaggeration makes it clear that that's his main point over here, and that he is not intending to forbid the item, and therefore the nether will not be valid, and the item will still be permitted. Alright, and third type of nether, nidrish gogois. A nether which is made by mistake, how would that be the case? If he says that this item should be forbidden for me, if I ate something yesterday, for example. He says some sort of condition, if I did something, or if I drank. And at the time that he made the neder, he really thought that he did not eat or drink that day. So he thought he was not making a neder right now. And only later did he realise, he realised that actually he had eaten or drank that day. Or if he says that this item should be forbidden for me, which will translate to mean, if I eat something today, for example. I'm sure i you if I drink something. And then a couple of hours later, he forgot about this neder and he did eat or drink. So in this case, at the time that the neder is supposed to begin, meaning at the time that he eats or drinks, he's totally forgotten about the neder. So right now, he does not intend to create a neder and therefore it's considered to be needed and the nether would not be valid. On a similar note, Omar, if somebody said, making a neder against my wife benefiting from me, because she stole my wallet. The shahiksa, or because she hit my child so part of his nether he says that the reason why he's making the nether is because of such-and-such and And then he finds out it becomes known that really she did not hit him and it becomes known that she did not steal his wallet so again that would be an example of Nidre Another example, isan If he saw a group of people from the distance eating his figs in his field, and he thinks to himself, what are they doing? They have no right to eat my figs. And so the Omar, he said, Hari al Korban, the figs should be forbidden upon you like a korban. He makes a nether on all of these people to forbid them from benefiting from his figs. And then he draws nearer. And he realizes that it emerges that some of the people who are in that group of people are his father or his brothers. And there were also other people there. So everybody agrees that the, his father and brothers would be permitted because he never intended to make a nether against his father or brothers. Only if it was other people. The question is, what about the other people? So, say, his father and brothers are permitted. But but those who are with them are still forbidden, because he did intend to make a nether on those people. However, they still say, both these people and these people are permitted, meaning, once part of the nether becomes permitted, then the entire nether becomes permitted. This is a rule known as nether Shahutar hutar hutar and since he made one big nether, he said that all of you will be forbidden. So as soon as part of that becomes permitted, so the entire nether is permitted, because it's all one big nether and therefore all of the people there would be permitted to eat the figs still, of course as long as he lets them, otherwise they would be stealing. But in terms of the nether, the neder is not valid at all. Mr. Gimmel, the fourth and final neder which does not become valid at all, since it's clear that he was not intending to make a nether under these particular circumstances, is Nidre Oinsim, a nether which would become valid as a result of something out of his control. Since he didn't intend that the neder would become valid, it indeed does not become valid, because it's clear to everybody that this was his intention. So what would be the case? And the Mishnah now brings a very similar case to what we saw in Mishnah Aleph as an example of Nidre Zeirazin, where Hedir chavir shayuch al Somebody made a neder against his friend. He said that you're not going to be able to benefit from any of my property unless you come and eat with me, let's say, for the Shabbos meal. And then what happened? V'cholah who the guest was supposed to come became ill, or his son became ill, or a river, some sort of flood stopped him from arriving. The point is, the reason why he couldn't fulfil the condition of the nether, the reason why he couldn't end up coming, is something out of his control. So in that case, that would be considered to be nidre oinsin, which would not be valid, because it's clear that the entire nether was only made if he's able to come and he doesn't come. But if he wasn't able to come at all, then certainly Reuven never intended to forbid him to benefit from his property, and therefore Shimon would still be able to benefit from Reuven's property. Now the question is, why do you have to come on to Nidger 8 and Nidger in this case? Even if he didn't come, because he decided he didn't want to come, not because of something out of his control. Even then the Nether should be invalid from the start, because this is Nidger Zeruzin. Surely it's clear that he would never want to forbid his friend Shimon from benefiting from his property. He only wants to urge him and convince him to do something, to come and eat with him for Shabbos. So why is the Mishnah implying that only if he couldn't come as a result of something out of his control, only then would the nether not be valid? So the Gemara explains that we're talking about a situation where Shimon was invited by somebody else to go to him for Shabbos and he didn't want to go, but he felt bad to just say no. So he asked ruven to invite him. Shimon went to Reuven and he told him, please invite me for Shabbos meal, and please make a neder that if I don't come, then I'll be forbidden to benefit from all of your property. And indeed, that's what Ruben said. So in this case, it's not that Ruben's trying to convince Shimon to come to him. Quite the opposite. And really, Shimon is interested in there being a nether, because that will be his excuse not to go to the other person. So the nether in terms of the nether itself is valid. However, we understand that the nether was only made that if you're able to come and you don't come, then you'll be forbidden. And therefore, in a case of oiness, in a case where something happens out of his control, and that's why he didn't come, then the nether would not be valid. Misha valid. In this mission, we're going to see a case where it's not totally clear to everybody around him that he didn't intend to make the nether. In the previous four cases, it's pretty clear to other people as well that he's not intending to make a neder. In the following case, however, the person wants the other person to think that he's making a neder, And in such a case, it's not so simple that we can just say that the nether is not valid if he doesn't intend for it to be valid. Since he said words of a nether, and he wants it to sound like a nether, so what he thinks inside his head is, is does not matter at all. What he thinks is not able to contradict what he says and does. And therefore, in the following case, if he's thinking in his mind not to make a neder at all, then his thoughts are irrelevant and the neder is totally valid. However, if he thinks in his mind to limit the neder which he is making, so he's not contradicting what he says, he's just explaining and limiting what he says, in that case it would be okay. And indeed he would have made a neder, but it would be a limited neder. And this is also sort of a type of Nidre Oinsin as we're about to see. In the Leherogim, one can make a neder to thieves who are willing to kill, the Lecharomin, and to thieves who don't kill, they just come to steal. However, they're very brutal, and they would be willing to injure somebody if they don't give them what they want. Ve moichsin, and to tax collectors, and we're talking specifically about tax collectors, who are doing so illegally. So they are not actually really appointed to be tax collectors. Be yeah, as it may, one of these people comes into your house, and they start taking things. One is allowed to make a neder in order to support his claim that shahi truma. The food which the person wants to take is truma. Truma is the part of one's produce which he has to separate and give to a koyain, and it's forbidden for any non koyane to eat it. So alphabet shayna truma, even if it's not actually truma, one is allowed to make a neder saying that a particular item should be forbidden for me, if it's not true that this is Truma, or you can make a nether to support his claim that Shehin shall be samelech, the thing which the person wants to take, belongs to the king. It's property of the king or the government. shall be even if in reality it does not belong to the king, you can say that if I'm lying, then this item should become forbidden for me. But as we explained, he would need to think in his mind that it should be forbidden for me only today. Not, he's not thinking it shouldn't be forbidden at all. He's thinking that the nether which I'm making should only last for today. All right, one can use any expression of a neder in order to support his claim. Except for a shavuah, one cannot make a shavuah, which as we explained in the first and second parak, a shavua does not refer to the item, it refers to the person doing something. And it's learned from Pesukim that the Torah considers a shavuah to be more severe than a neder. And therefore, we shall I say that it's true that this works with a neder, but when it comes to a shavua, if he makes a shavua to... Support his claim, then the shavua would be valid and binding. Okay, so, and we still say after One could even use an expression of a shavua in order to support his claim, and the shavua would indeed be limited by what he thought. Additionally, we say le le One cannot open up to him with the nedder. So First, you have to just claim that it's truma or it belongs to the king, and only if he doesn't accept that, and he says, Ah, prove it. Only then do you have the right to make a neder. You're even able to open up to him and you can offer to make that neder. In a case where they tell him to make a neder, so you're only allowed to make a neder about what they say, regarding what the thief or the tax collector tells him to make a neder about. And the Mishnah will explain with an example in a moment. You can even add on things which he didn't demand that you make a nether about. And Kate said what would be such a case, Omrulai, if they told him, the thieves told him, "Emr say, I make a nether against my wife benefiting from me, if this is not trimmer or it doesn't belong to the king, etc. And then, with Omar, he said, I make a nether against my wife and my children from benefiting from me. So his wife is permitted, since they told him to make a nether about that. But his children will be forbidden, because that he added himself. They are both permitted, because you're allowed to make a nether, even on that which the people did not demand that you make a nether about.